0: Welcome to Raising the Bar, the one and only podcast that centers the lives and experiences of women of color while discussing legal issues and policies. We aim to inform, educate, and provide concrete tools to empower, expand, and raise the bar for our communities and ourselves. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Raising the Bar with Iman um, I know it's been a while I had to come on here and hop on here um, And just, I don't know Try to make sense of everything that's going on today What is today? My days are running together Today is Saturday, March 28th And we are in the middle of everything that is COVID-19 or coronavirus um, Yeah, I I'm speechless. (laughs) Um, Part of the reason I think that took me so long to kind of uh, record an episode or record a podcast episode was because I honestly, I was tired of the news. Like, I think for the, the latter part of 2019, I was just over it. I was over everyone bickering. I was over, you know, this current presidential administration, I truly was just over it. And I just chose to tap out. And I chose to just for, I think, to preserve my sanity, but also just, you know, just for my spirit and my energy, I just had to tap out. So I think with, of course, with the coronavirus, with this current um, public health pandemic, I tapped back in. And, um, today's episode or this episode will go over the recent relief package. And so I'm going to kind of unpack what's in the relief package. I think it's called cares, but yeah, I, I wanted to, you know, at least give you all the reason of why I kind of tapped out. But uh, like always, let me go over. You can find us at www.rtbpodcast.com. And we're on Instagram at the number one RTB podcast. Uh, But first, I need to start with something positive or just an affirmation. Um, I found something on Instagram. And it's from an account called Rise Psychiatry. And I think it captured what I wanted to kind of focus on in the affirmation. So let me just read it. We can feel disappointed and still be grateful to the greater cause. We can feel sad and still be supportive of the world's efforts. We can feel anxious and still hold space for hope and healing. We can be fighting our own battle and still have immense empathy and respect for all those fighting their lives and those fighting to save lives. And I think that this this quote, and thank you, Rye Psychiatry. I think that this quote or saying or statement captures uh, where I am right now, where it's, it's, it's conflict. Like, I think there's just so many different feelings and emotions. I don't think that we can, we can't underestimate the change in our society, especially in the U.S., with us now having the highest number of cases we can't underestimate the, 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 the impact of this shift and of this change, right? We have millions more people out of work. We have businesses and entire governments doing work differently. We have our children home with us. They're not at school and they're thrown off of their routine. We have just life is different. And I think with a major shift and a major change, especially because we've done it collectively and we're really not a collective society, um, we can't underestimate that it's going to bring up many different emotions. And I think in order to really navigate through this in a healthy way, we need to own all of these emotions. Some of them will conflict with each other, but I think that we need to acknowledge that all of them Right, all right, and I think I was talking to somebody, and you know, I said if a person doesn't have healthy coping mechanisms, that they're really going to struggle with this. And I'm, I'm positive a lot of people are struggling with this. Hell, I struggled, and and I'm, I'm kind of one. I'm an extrovert, right? Two, I'm stuck at home with the toddler by myself. Like it's, it's definitely real in the field in my house. Um, and I'm doing this during nap time, but. I just think I, I want us all to acknowledge that this is a change. This is a shift. We're still in the midst of it. We don't know, you know, how our society and culture will look after this. Um, and I just want us to get, give ourselves space to feel all of these emotions, the range of emotions that we're going to feel. Um yeah, it's it's real in the feel. So up next, we are going to unpack this $2 trillion relief package. And it's not a stimulus package, y'all. It's a relief package, and we'll talk about the difference. Uh, but up next, we will try to unpack it. All right. So what is in this $2 trillion relief bill? So first... Let's go over um, a couple of things. The act is called, the bill is actually called the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or the CARES Act. So that's the official name of the bill. Um, And it actually has a lot of things in it, y'all. It has direct payments that everyone was talking about. We'll get into those. Um, it impacts retirement, small, small business loans, unemployment insurances. It has, you know, funding for hospitals and health care, uh, for coronavirus testing, for large corporations, airlines, payroll taxes, state and local governments, agriculture. It has a lot in here, y'all. I'm not going to go through everything um, only because we don't have enough time, and I, I think I wanted to go over um, what I felt would probably impact the list, well my listeners more. Um, and after reading this or after list not reading, but after listening to this, if you feel like I need to go into something, let me know, hit me up. But yeah, it's a lot. And so I will say this. Um, anytime a huge, omnibus, omnibus bill is passed like this, um, the agencies that are responsible for carrying out certain portions of the bill, Um, That needs to take time to kind of set policies and write policies on how they're going to do this That probably has hasn't been done yet And so you know all that I can give you is what I've read from the bill itself and from news coverage But I think it's probably going to take some time for the agencies that are responsible for carrying out You know the many parts of the bill to kind of set policy and you know just to dictate how it's actually going to be done And so You know Anything that you hear today, I would just urge you to then go to the website of the agency or the state or federal agency that may um, facilitate that portion of the bill. If it's retirement, you probably want to go to the IRS IRS website. If it's about small businesses loans, go to SBA, direct payments. Of course, that's the IRS too. So yeah, I just urge you to go to that website, but you probably got to give them some time to create the policy for it. But anyway, before we get into the specifics, let's talk about just some general characteristics of the bill of the CARES Act. So again, it's $2 trillion relief package. About $150 billion goes to hospitals. $377 billion goes to small businesses. Larger industries gets about $500 billion. State and local government, $150 billion. Uh, Election security grants, $400 million. Now, to compare this to the two about a decade ago, so there were two stimulus and or relief packages, um, one in 09 and one in 8 I'm not sure if you all remember those. Uh, But in 2009, it was the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. Um, That was $831 billion, so it was less than this, Um, and that was a one-time payment of $250. It went to recipients of Social Security, SSI, railroad um, retirees, and veterans, and that went to about 52 million uh, beneficiaries, Um, and then the one in 08 was the Economic Stimulus Act. That was $168 billion, which was significantly less than this, Um, and- uh, that was during the Bush administration, and they sent out 120 billion in stimulus checks to more than 120 million households, and that was to tackle the 2008 recession. So, by and large, this is probably the largest, you know, relief package or just p- bill that we've seen in a while. I think ever. I'm not even gonna say a while. I'm gonna say ever, at least compared to the '09 and '08. Um, I would love to know how this compares to the new deal as far as in today's dollars. But yeah, so I just wanted to give you some very general overview before we got in the specifics of the bill. So yeah, we're going to start with these direct payments because I know a lot of people have heard about these direct payments and just how how much you'll get. Um, The direct payment is actually, it's an advance on a tax credit for 2020. And so that's how it was written in in the bill. But it it sets aside, or I shouldn't say set aside, but um, each adult making uh, less than $75,000 for their adjusted gross income will receive $1,200. And each child under 17, so I will say that, each child under 17 um, will receive $500. Um, So... Folks that make or folks that had an adjusted gross income of $75,000 or less less will get the full amount. Anything above $75,000, the amount will um, actually be reduced um, until a max of $99,000. And so say you're single and you had an adjusted gross income of $100,000, you're not getting anything. Um, but if you're single and you have an adjusted gross income of, say, 90000 you won't get the full $1,200. you will get a portion of that. Uh, Washington Post has a great article or a great ca- a calculator, which you can calculate how much you'll get. Um, if you're married and you're filing jointly, jointly, your adjusted gross income needs to be below $150,000 to receive the full $2,400, and that's $1,200 per adult. And if you're head of household the threshold is $112,500. I questioned what's going to happen with children 18 to 24 because you can't be um, a dependent on someone else's tax return to get it. And you can't, you know, adults can't get the credit for children that's above 17, 17 and over. So, I mean, it looks like, you know, if you are, a 19-year-old college student and your parents claim you, they're not going to get anything for you and you're not going to get anything because someone else claims you as a dependent. As a dependent. Um, if you didn't get an income and you still get Social Security or uh, benefits from another program, you will still get it. Um, from what I've read, I think the only folks that will not get it, um, you need to have a Social Security number to get it. So if you're undocumented, you wouldn't get the payment. Um, Now, there's a question of whether or not this is based on your 2018 or 2019 tax return. I'm sorry, not tax return, but tax status. Right now, it's 18 or 19 because uh, folks still have until, I believe now it's July 15th to file their 2019 taxes. And so they'll base it off of, as far as for determining the amount that you'll get, if you haven't filed your 2019, they'll base it off your 2018 um, no application is required. In the bill, it says that, um, you know, it will be sent as soon as possible. I think the Secretary of Treasury said that he'll try to send it within three weeks. In the bill, it says that they will send a paper notice to your house a few weeks after payment is dispersed to let you know, you know, that payment was dispersed and this was your amount. Um, I did read this. You still will receive it even if your income tax is being um, garnished due to student loan default. So that's good. I know that there was an article by um, a congressman that said that if you're behind on child support. You won't see it. I didn't see that particular language in the bill. It could have been referenced, you know, via another subsection or maybe another code. But um, I'm not sure about that. But I know that um, a congressman congressman did write that if you're um, behind on child support payments that you will not receive it. So overall, um, you know, I think a lot of us or many of us should be expecting some sort of payment um, within the next three to four weeks. Um, And I think it's going to be direct deposit. So if you filed either 18 or 19 taxes and whatever bank account information you used for that, uh, they will use that account. So up next, unemployment. So I will say this is definitely real. Um, More than 3 million people filed for unemployment benefits last week. And this is compared to, I want to say, three weeks ago, maybe 200,000 filed. So people are definitely uh, feeling the devastating impacts. Like if you just think of all of the people that are no longer working um, due to this, you know, I'm sure all of us know someone that's not working. And so this bill... Um, provides some relief um, in the way of, so it does it a number of ways. One, it expands um, the eligibility. So folks that are not normally eligible for unemployment are now eligible for unemployment under this. And folks like part-time workers, self-employed workers, or anyone who's not working because of something COVID-related are now eligible for unemployment. Now, please take whatever I say And go to your state's website. Unemployment is definitely one of those things that vary, you know, that that vary drastically from state to state. And, you know, certain states, they give a lot. Certain states give a little. Certain states do it. You know, states do it completely differently. Um, I will say that the bottom line for, you know, the CARES Act and unemployment is, one, it expands who's eligible, and two, uh, you get you can get six hundred dollars more on top of your state benefit. From what I've read, you also get an additional thirteen weeks. Um, so from what I read, if you're not normally covered from your state's um, unemployment program, but you're covered now because of CARES Act, you'll just get the six hundred dollars that the CARES Act provides, um, and you know you wouldn't get both. Um, so. Definitely, like I said, since unemployment uh, policies vary drastically from state to state, I would definitely, um, definitely look at your state's unemployment um, website. But you know, this this act I think set aside over two hundred and fifty billion dollars to extend the unemployment insurance program. Okay, student loans, y'all. So student loans definitely been something that my friends have talked about because most of us are attorneys and we got student loans. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, this act only impacts uh, federally backed student loans. So if you have a student loan by a private student loan borrower, borrower, borrower gracious, you won't see any relief. Um, if you have... Uh, a loan by a state agency, you won't see any relief. Um, so definitely make sure you know who backs your student loan. Uh, but, you know, right now, student loan, we have ta- this has been talked about a lot as far as just the relief needed uh, for student loan. Right now, um, as I was researching for this episode, I realized that 11% of total student debt is more than 90 days delinquent. And so, obviously, this is an issue. You know, this relief package tries to, tries to do something for the next six months, but I still think something needs to be done about this student loan bubble. So, what does the bill do? What does the CARES Act do um, as it relates to student loans? So, for the next six months, uh, there will be an automatic payment suspension for any student loan held by the federal government. Uh, definitely check your account online for the next in the next couple of weeks to make sure that is um, it says zero amount due. But again, like I said, this is for federal loans, federally backed loans. Doesn't count for loans from state agencies or private lenders like Discover, Sally Mae, Wells Fargo. And also, if, you're, um, if your employer repays some of your student loans, I think um, they can offer, your employer can offer up to $5,250 of assistance without that money counting as your income. Because right now, if your employer pays some of your student loans, you have to count that as income and they tax it like crazy. But right now, I think up to 5200 they it will not be counted as income. So like I said, I think... We know that student loan debt is definitely an issue in this country. Um, This act is attempting to do something for the next six months. Um, You know, I hope it provides relief for those that need it. But I think that we definitely need to come up with a a longer term uh, fix for just student loan debt. Um, Yeah, it's 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 out of hand. 11% 11% of total student loan debt is more than 90 days delinquent. Wow. Retirement accounts. Where are we with retirement accounts? So for retirees, I think one of the important reliefs in here is for the calendar year 2020, uh, they're not required to take a required minimum distribution. And the reason for this is, you know, they aren't forced to sell investments that may have fallen in value. So, you know, if... I'm not sure a lot of retirees listen to my podcast, but if your mother, your father um, is retired and say they have money in a savings account, I would pull from the savings account and not from, you know, their retirement account. And I would keep that in there um, until it goes back up again, you know, so if you don't need the money now, definitely just let the investment sit, sit and hope that it recover, it will recover. We just don't know when. Um, Another thing right now you can so for those that are not retired, and for those that may need to draw from their retirement account, you can now withdraw up to $100,000 this year without the usual 10% penalty, as long as it's as long as the withdrawal is due to or somehow related to the outbreak. Uh, So that's an important distinction. Let's see, what else for retirement? Yes, you can still borrow from your 401k. Uh, You can take out twice the usual amount. So for 180 days after the bill passes, with certification that you've been affected or impacted by this, you'll be able to take out a loan for up to $100,000. So those are some of the key things I saw with retirement. Like I said, I'm not going to go through everything. Um, That's just, I wanted to go over those because I felt like the folks that I know are more likely than not impacted by it. I'm not even going to go into the airline industry, especially United Airlines. (laughs) Just know that the airline industry got billions of dollars and I'm still struggling with that for many reasons. Part, and part of it's personal, right? Because I, I'm tired of having to pay extra to sit next to my two year olds, and I'm tired of being nickel and dime the deaf and fee this and a fee for this and a fee for that, and and you know, and then you turn around and you know the reason why you don't have cash reserves is because you've been buying back your stock. Now, this does give them, I think, yeah, this does give them fifty billion dollars. Um, airlines will receive 50 billion dollars and I believe that they can't buy back their stock if they do take the money they can't buy back their stock for I think a year after or up to a year after. I just think that that's just a larger flaw <laughs> of this country. Um, and you know the fact that I think majority of this bill does go towards big big big, big businesses and I just I struggle with whether or not big businesses, even have the same sort of nah I'm not struggling with it they don't it's about making a dollar I don't even know where I was about to go with that but I was about to go somewhere wrong with that um what I didn't touch on is small businesses. I didn't touch on that. I didn't touch on hospitals and healthcare. Um, there were there's a lot of funding going towards hospitals and healthcare. There's a lot of funding going towards the U.S. Health and Human Services. I think um, CDC will get a lot of money. Um, There will be a measure, this, oh, CARES Act also allows individuals to delay the payment of their 2020 payroll taxes until 2021 or 2022. Uh, State and local governments are getting a lot. Um, It also, farmers, farmers do, the deal with um, the CARES Act will increase the amount that the agriculture can spend on its bailout program from 30 to 50 billion dollars. So yeah, it's a lot, and I'm sure that over the course of the next few weeks, we'll see more coverage and you know, people will have, it's like 800 pages. I personally read maybe about 80 pages, and then I did a lot of, I, I think I read maybe about 15 articles on it, um, and I will put a link to all of the sources that I used for this. It's a lot going on. Um, I think we still need to give agencies and, and state agencies a chance to create policy for this. Uh, but, you know, we they say that folks are going to see these payments soon, and I'm sure that people need this relief. So I have mixed feelings about this. Um, definitely all over the place when it comes to this. I would love to have seen more money go towards families. Excited to see the expanded unemployment um, program. Excited to see the direct payment. Sometimes I feel like we have a very skewed... Understanding of what it takes, right? Like, cause you for the cutoff to be seventy five thousand. Well, that's a lot of money. Don't get me. Don't get it wrong. Seventy five thousand dollars looks different in New York, which is heavily hit, as opposed to Wisconsin. Um, and and seventy five thousand goes a long way in Wisconsin, as opposed to New York. I, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just hope that it would have been just a little bit more nuanced. But I get it. This was done very quickly and it was done to provide relief and, and, you know, both sides had to make concessions and I get all of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just wish it would have been a little differently, but, you know, as you all can tell from this podcast, I wish a lot of things were different. So I I I'm happy that I did this episode. I hope this means that I'll do more. I was a little anxious. I don't know if you all could tell in my voice as I was... Listen, I kept listening, listening, and playing it back as I was recording, but I was like, Iman, you need to get it out there and stop and just get the shit out there, and I never know when I'm going to have a chance to get it out there again with my toddler, but, you know, I miss y'all, um, hopefully you'll hear more from me. If you want me to go over a particular, something specific in the CARES Act, please hit me up, My email address is on the website, which is www.rtbpodcast.com. Always hit me up on Instagram, the number one RTB podcast. And yeah, um, stay blessed, y'all.